0: Welcome to your online coffee break, where we discuss bite-sized topics that inspire, educate, and entertain. Here's your host, a software innovator, award-winning marketer, and astronomy and space buff, Chuck Fields. Hello, thanks for joining me today for your online coffee break. Today, I'm thrilled to introduce my special guest, Jesse Colin Young of the Youngbloods. Jesse joins us by phone today to discuss his incredible career as well as his recent solo album Dreamers which was released last year. Now for you coffee lovers out there Jesse and his wife own an organic coffee farm in Hawaii and they're offering up some special brews including Morning Blends and the Get Together 50th Anniversary Edition on their website at jessecollinyoung.com It's delicious so be sure to check it out.
1: At Why Hunger, we don't just ask why. We find solutions to hunger that transform, last, and tackle urgent human needs. Nutritious food is a human right, and hunger is solvable. That's why we work with grassroots organizations and social movements across the globe to ensure everyone has access to nutritious food in efforts to end hunger for good. For more information, visit www.yhunger.org.
0: Online Coffee Break. Jesse, you've had this amazing, incredible career that's still going strong. Now, I understand that you actually grew up in Queens, New York City. And I was just wondering, can you tell our audience what inspired you to get started in music?
1: Family, really. we uh, My dad was a piano player, classical mostly, but he played a lot of stuff. For us to sing around the piano, my mom had a beautiful voice. And uh, when I was little, you know, before I was 10, there was... No TV in our house. So we entertained ourselves singing together. And, you know, my dad would come home from work. Sometimes he'd sit down and play classical music for a while, unwind. He's an accountant. And then maybe it was a weekend or maybe it was a boring night. (laughs) I don't know. And we'd just get together and sing. And uh, my poor mother has perfect pitch. So she was always saying to my father over his shoulder, here my, my sister's lovely voice, too, four years older than me, he, mm-hmm. Diane. And she would lean over his shoulder, his name was Fred, and said, Fred, that was a B-flat, not a B-natural.
0: Oh, wow. So,
1: <laughs> you know, he's sight-reading all, the, all these, or playing from memory all these, uh, usually sight-reading all these camp songs and uh, Harvard fight songs. Oh, wow. He taught me all of those. And I actually probably made my debut when I was eight. He took, me to, he took me to his Harvard reunion in New York, I guess at the Harvard Club. I guess maybe they couldn't get a babysitter, or <laughs> maybe they didn't like babysitters. I don't remember much babysitting. So there I was. <laughs> life begins at 50 for the class of 25. <laughs> and uh, when they found out that I knew some of these songs, they had an accordion player who, I guess, probably made his living. Memorizing every college's fight song.
0: song. <laughs> nice.
1: So they put me up on a cocktail table, and I sang, uh, ripped off, you know, six or eight. And with crimson and something flashing, mid the strains of victory, you know, old Eli's hopes we are dashing into pure obscurity. Uh, <laughs> so awesome. it stuck with me.
0: See, I, 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 love, I love hearing how it inspired you. And what really surprised me, Jesse, about just reading more about you know, your background, is mm-hmm. even before you joined the Youngbloods, you'd actually sort of became a successful folk singer. You, are, you released uh, two LPs, you know, Soul of a City Boy and Youngblood. Where's Youngblood come from?
1: Where's Youngblood come from? Well, I was just thinking of something to go with my name to put the album.
0: <laughs> I love it. It you works.
1: Know, instead of Soul of a City Boy, it's Youngblood, yeah. That's probably Bobby Scott thought it up, you know. Okay, very nice. Um, and it was a fairly common term in New York among musicians, the Young Bloods, you know, the ones coming up.
0: I always wonder where that came from. That makes sense, because, yeah, I, I, had, I had a feeling it had something to do with your your name, of course, but I just thought it was kind of cool that you had the album called Young Blood and then you called your band the Young Bloods. See, I would like to ask you about, about Get Together. I mean, that's... And it's been over 50 years already since it hit number one, but I I just want to share just some of the lyrics. I mean, the the main chorus, you know, come on people now, smile on your brother, everybody get together, try to love one another right now. Those words are just so powerful, even today. They're so cool. Can you believe it's been 50 years? That's incredible.
1: Yeah, it went by like a flash. Have you heard the new one?
0: Yeah, I was going to say, the one that you did with Steve Miller, how did that come about? That was just incredible.
1: Well, I was touring... With a band in 2017, mm-hmm. uh, my son Tristan, and um, from berkeley College of Music, and I went to his uh, Connie and I, uh, my wife, went to his senior recital, and um, I just sat there, about five rows back. Uh, these are during; they're done during classes, so kids come in and out. I could sit wherever I wanted to, and I got right in the middle there, about ten rows back, and j- just listened to them. And there were no vocals; it was instrumental quintet sextet let me see two keyboard players bass and drums guitar and you know some of it was tunes that i knew <laughs> yeah <laughs> they did a beautiful uh, version of blackbird you know it was fusion great great drummer and everybody was so good um, i mean uh, uh, i had quit the road oh six years before that i was too sick with lyme disease
0: yeah that had to be something horrible to go through but i thought it was neat how tristan you know hearing that just inspired you
1: Yeah, it just blew me away. I mean, I just ran backstage and said, I want a band like this, too. He said, come on, Dad, you're retired. And I had to ask him several times. He said, come on, Dad, it's a lot of work. You don't want to do that, do you? (laughs) And yes, I did. Yes, I did. And we had an invite. I said, well, we have an invite to South by Southwest. And that actually came to us through the Australian guy who loves our coffee. And he does all of the picking of the bands through that part of the Pacific is at the South Pacific, which includes Hawaii, which he always considered me once. Of course, we did live there for on the farm for 12 years, so he considered me a Hawaiian artist. So in inside of the his South Pacific, New Zealand, Australia, and, uh, and Hawaii. So. And he had always said to Connie, you think, Jesse, and, and she said, he's not playing, he's too sick. So that year, I was getting better, and... Um, Honey and I started writing together and we wrote a song called Cast a Stone.
0: I love that song. Love it. I was wondering if you can just just tell our audience a little bit more about how did you come up with Cast a Stone together. That's a brilliant song.
1: They were were filming the movie in Boston that became Boston Strong about the bombing at Marathon. And T was living three blocks from the finish line and a lot of his friends and all these kids in the band were in school there at that time. So Somehow the casting director got Connie's number and said, hey, do you think any of the kids, you know, it'd be 250 uh, 250 for a day. Do you think any of the kids, would your son like to go? And we said, no, he's like, he's buried. He didn't have, he has six hours of homework a night. He just, he doesn't have a day to spare. So they said, "What?" and then she said, well, you know, we have this this song, but it, the, loop, the lyrics are really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so you think Jesse could write some lyrics to it, or you know, really the song's pretty stupid. Do you think you you guys would write a song about the bombing? And so Connie said, "Well, you know, I'll ask him. We'll think about it." I mean, next morning I woke up. Connie'd been up since five. She had, uh, you know, a, p- a page of lyrics. Really, three, huh. three verses. Yes, and. I dug into it. I mean, there it was. It was Boston. Actually, my folks are from that area, uh, the Irish and Scottish, all of them. So I know Celtic music, and I just felt like this is a Celtic thing, and often Celtic songs are about horrific experiences. So right. our experience, the first verse is about us hearing, uh, we, we don't say that, we heard on NPR, they said a bomb went off in Boston. That's all the information we have. So we're on our way driving home and I'm thinking, oh my God. So we start calling T. Now we can't get through. Hmm. And it turns out they shut the cell towers down because they were afraid there were more bombs. So we get home and it's on TV and we still can't get through and, call and talk to him. So I'm sure there was, you know, uh, there's so many students, a quarter of a million students in Boston. And so that makes, you know, at least a million parents and uncle two million or whatever they're all trying to call
0: a lot of worry going on yep
1: so that's you know that's the first verses about that experience about hmm. witness being witness to evil miles and miles from the fray we're seeing it on tv and we're wondering is our son okay did he wander down to the finish line you know because it's so close to his house just because he was bored or wanted to see her so he was okay
0: See, I, I think that's wonderful, but I mean, all your songs on Dr- Dreamers are just incredible. I mean, they all they all reach you know different issues, and I, I just think they're all so powerful, and they're all so good. I mean, it's a great album.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it, I I love making it. Well,
0: I think it's neat that your son helped inspire you to do it. I I just I got a kick out of that. The kids,
1: all in their 20s, loved to get together, and they sang it and played it so beautifully. I thought... You know, we didn't do any old music. We only did new music on Dreamers. And I thought, I want a a recorded version of Get Together, of us doing it. So the studio um, had, had a cancellation, and they were open. We went in and put down Get Together. And so it sat around, you know, maybe a year and a half. And I think summertime came around, and I mentioned that Steve Miller had moved to New York. And for a while, he was rebuilding a townhouse. And then he had moved into it, I guess. And, yeah, I think we were there eating dinner and tea with this. And I I mentioned it to him. I said, you know, I've got this beautiful track of Get Together. And if if there comes a point that somebody wants to put it out, would you want, want to play on it? And he said, very simply, I'm in. That's awesome. But last fall, I thought, we need Get Together. And I got Get Together. So I. I started working on it, and I redid my vocals, which needed it, and uh, my the guitar, and then Steve was coming off the road uh, from his whole summer thing, and I called him, I said, I'm doing the get-together thing, man. So we, we did it. We got in the studio on an afternoon, and Steve came in and did the singing first, because I wanted him. He said, you sure you want me to sing? I said, yes, come on. And so he did the, he did the harmonies first, because, you know, like me, he's, he's pretty much a lead singer. And other people do the harmony, so he did a great job and worked hard at it. And then we went to guitar, and, and he played and took it in a, I don't know, he just added some, there's some rhythm guitar buried in there that's kind of distorted, uh, but only slightly, that's really added some, some grit. And then he played beautiful solo.
0: Oh, it turned out fantastic. I, it is beautiful. I'm so glad that you redid it. I, I just think the story is is neat, and, and you know having Steve Miller be a part of that too. It's just wonderful. What's next for you? What's coming up for you this fall?
1: I am almost finished with a. BMG asked me to do a solo album. Really. Because of, have you seen any of the One Song at a Time on Facebook?
0: I see that now. Jesse Colin Young, Euphoria, One Song at a Time. It gave birth to this album.
1: I haven't had my final listen, but I have just finished 21 acoustic solo songs. I don't know. There's a lot, there's a lot of magic there.
0: <laughs> Jesse, it has been an honor speaking with you. Thanks so much for taking time to join me today. I really do appreciate it.
1: Oh, man. Our pleasure.
0: Online Coffee Break. Well, I really enjoyed my conversation with Jesse today, and I'm loving his music from the album Dreamers. Also love his delicious coffee. If you'd like to learn more, just check out their website, jessecollinyoung.com. I want to thank Jesse for joining me today. I want to thank you for joining us as well. And as usual, we'd appreciate it if you'd share this episode with a friend. If you're watching on YouTube, if you give us a thumbs up, we'd appreciate it. And if you give us a good rating on whatever podcast application you're listening on, we'd appreciate that too. Either way, thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. God bless.